Welcome to the Travelling Tribes podcast, the latest insight into group travel and tourism trends. Host Jeff Gader, publisher of Leisure Group Travel Magazine and author of Travelling Tribes, interviews travel industry standouts and influencers for an engaging conversation about group travel. Hello, everybody. Jeff Gadek here from Leisure Group Travel and the Traveling Tribes podcast. Happy to be with you again for another episode of Traveling Tribes. Um, with me today is Jim Marini from Railbookers Group. Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Awesome. Well, you know, we're going through very interesting times in the travel business. And just the other day, I was trying to book an airline ticket from Chicago to Orlando. And I thought I made a, a mistype in Expedia because the airfares were $700. Uh, so I think more people are looking at alternate ways of transportation these days for the vacations. And I thought it might be a good opportunity to have you come on board and talk about rail travel, both in the United States as, as well overseas. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I I always have a saying, Jeff, why not train versus plane? Why not, you know, rail versus sail? There's there's so much opportunity, not only here domestically, but around the world, exactly to your point. Absolutely. So let's get started here. For those folks that may not know about you and your company, can you just give us the old Reader's Digest version of your history in the business and and what you guys are doing today? We'll we'll dive in, obviously, specific points, but just, you know, what's that 30,000 foot overview? Absolutely. Well, you know, proud to say we operate two brands. So Amtrak Vacations, we are the national tour operator here in the United States for Amtrak. In fact, been their national tour operator since 2006. And really what we do, Jeff, is everything from not only rail tickets, but hotels, three, four, five-star sightseeing tours, meals, activities, even car rentals, believe it or not. And uh, we go all over the uh, lower 48, the continental USA, with the national parks being our most popular destination. And then with rail bookers, while rail bookers is really just a nice complement to Amtrak vacations. This is all of our Canadian, European, worldwide rail vacations, even up in Alaska. Now, you might be wondering, well, why do we offer Alaska with rail bookers and not Amtrak vacations? It's actually very simple because it's on board the train known as Alaska Railroad, uh, which is train travel during the day. But that is our trips in a nutshell, all independent style vacations, uh, what we refer in the industry uh, for certainly many of your listeners that may be familiar as FIT, Flexible Independent Travel. Okay, and, and and they can book this through their travel advisor. They can book it directly through um, the organization. These are all preform packages, by and large. They are, yeah. They all preform ranging from literally three, four, five day weekend, week long getaways to one and two weeks long. Uh, but I always recommend you could certainly call us. But the best way is always through your local travel advisor. Absolutely. And I think people have really doubled down on that. If you were one of those that like to do your own travel planning before COVID, it's gotten a lot more complex. So having somebody to bounce ideas off of, and is this really a great resort? Can I trust this review? Um, Boy, I think, you know, now more than ever, that sort of intermediary is, uh, is, is vitally important. So true. So true. <laughs> yep. So, so uh, official Amtrak uh, provider since 2006. Um, what'd you do before that? What, what's your history in the industry? 
Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Well, proud to say we've been in business, uh, actually just celebrated our 50th year in business and uh, originally uh, had operated Yankee Holidays. So Yankee's a brand that's been around for many, many years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yankee's Holidays, 100%. You know, and that brand really evolved over the years into not only domestic, but also adding the rail component. And that's when we we're able to become the national tour operator for Amtrak, being Amtrak Vacations. And and really since then, it's taken off into just being truly a worldwide rail operator between the U.S., Canada, Europe, and around the world. And we like to say we know a thing or two about rail. And funny enough, Jeff, you even mentioned even booking flights, you know, for yourself or trying to book flights from down to Orlando. And I, I always tell the story, maybe three years ago, my family and I, we went uh, down to Orlando. We actually went on the train known as the auto train. So for any of your listeners that have ever been on it or they've heard about it or have had family or friends travel, it's the one and only train in the U.S. that you can actually bring your own car, your own truck, your own motorcycle. It goes right from Lorton, Virginia, right outside of D.C., but it actually goes down to Sanford, Florida, outside of Orlando. Mm. So I mention that because, you know, it's nice. You have dinner included. You have breakfast included when you upgrade to a private sleeper. And you already have your automobile or car waiting for you, ready as soon as you arrive. And it can go in either direction. So okay. anyway, just a suggestion next time you go to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd have to get to Virginia first, but I can see from the East Coast that being hugely popular now. Are these yes. flatbeds they're putting the vehicles on or is it some sort of a stack method? What's the, the process? Yeah, it's a great question. It's so fascinating to me. I mean, literally, I remember my family and I, we got to the train station and you know, you get checked in and they take your, your car, truck, automobile, and they just drive it right on. So it's, it's basically a, a train, two levels. So first level, and then it has a second level. And as an example, the train we were on had 433 passengers. Very popular, I will say, for not only a lot of snowbirds out there, but also even families uh, as well during school vacation and uh, and even in the summertime. So. And you could do that one way, theoretically, right? You don't need to yeah. book the round trip. So if you just don't want to drive down or you don't want to drive back, you can just book yourself a ticket and book your, uh, book your car a ticket. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. So, um, well, we'll dive into uh, different types of, of rail travel in a little bit. But I guess you know, what everybody seems to be asking these days is, How's business? You know, obviously we've been through a difficult couple of years. Sort of talk about your journey and coming out. I know off camera we talked a little bit about the remote environment. We dive into that a little bit as well. But to overall, you know, where are you finding things as far as recovery? Absolutely. Well, I, I will say, Jeff, and I never take this for granted. In fact, every day over the last two years, there wasn't a day where we all didn't feel extremely grateful. And that is with Amtrak vacations, there actually was not a day. We did not have new bookings every day and people traveling every single day since literally March of 2020, like you and I were discussing. And the reason is Amtrak is actually considered essential service. So even when the rest of the world, obviously, it was, it was a little more challenging to travel into certain areas or certain segments of the travel industry, um, we kept operating day in and day out. And that was something we were extremely lucky uh, to, to share. In fact, we just won... Um, just won this past year, uh, best rail line 
uh, at the Wave Awards, uh, which is part of Travel Weekly, a big uh, trade uh, okay. publication in the industry. And, uh, and that also applied for many of our travelers located throughout Europe. See, most trains and a lot of, a lot of folks may, may or may not even realize this, most trains, not all, but most trains worldwide are actually essential service. So I think, especially now, as we certainly are, are rebounding fast and furious more than ever in the travel industry, um, we've been fortunate, like I said, domestically, we've never stopped kind of moving all along and you know, now, interestingly enough, we're even seeing more and more folks uh, booking last minute trips, even to Europe now, of course, that the rest of the world is 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 opening and mm-hmm. certainly majority already being opened up, which is great. Okay, so so you were in a bit of a bubble that you had an existing flow of business. Have so if you compare against historical numbers, 2018, 2019, which were well established as high water marks for much of the uh, industry, um, are you guys seeing that level of phone activity and booking activity at this point, or have you surpassed that? I mean, I, I know some people have, have seen really a run up in the last few months. Absolutely, John. See, and I knew you and I were going to have fun for this interview because here's something I'm excited to share with you. We're past 2019 numbers. And not only with uh, overall and the amount of travelers and people um, uh, going on all of our trips, but even with the staffing levels as well. Um, in fact, interestingly enough, I just did a video the other day, uh, you know, fortunate to be connected with a lot of travel uh, related folks in the industry. I just did a video the other day that we are hiring even uh, more people again and again. And pretty much every month we've been bringing on more and more uh, vacation consultants uh, on board. So it's been, uh, it's been a great scenario. No, no, no complaints at all. So not knock on wood. Absolutely. Yep. And, 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 and kicking it another step further about this sort of independent um, work from home environment. You guys had a corporate office, you had satellite offices, you've abolished all that and, and everybody's working from home. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and you may have read or heard about this recently. What was it? Airbnb uh, went mm-hmm. the whole virtual uh, model as well, you know, in our, our, our president and CEO, he decided uh, pretty much uh, shortly after, obviously, the world changed on all of us to say, you know something, there's so many great folks out there in the industry or, or great folks who want to get into the industry. And guess what? They may not live next to one of our uh, offices, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, in the Boston area or out in London or Australia. So, you know something, we're going to make it virtual. And I know, as you and I was sharing right before the, uh, the show began, uh, proud to say we now have staff located in 26 states in the United States, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So very happy about that. It'll, it'll be interesting to follow that as, you know, a lot of these really big companies have announced back to work plans. And that hasn't always gone as anticipated because people enjoy the freedom. I know we've changed a lot of things about how we operate here just as a small company. <clears throat> but um, one, one interesting side benefit to that is companies like yourself that don't have that rubbing shoulders um, need to get together for retreats and meetings. So it could very well blossom into, I wouldn't say a new business, obviously, because the meeting market has been around forever, but a new type of meeting where it's more retreat oriented and more team building versus let's sit in a ballroom and look at slides continuously. So um, I'll be interested to follow that over the next couple of years and see how that progresses. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Jim, I've been on Amtrak before. I've, I've been to Europe and I've done train travel in Europe. And, you know, aspirationally, it's a wonderful way to go, you both domestically as well as Europe. Unfortunately, in the U.S., the product doesn't deliver what it does in Europe. And I think aspirationally, people want that to, you know, you go and you can play cards and, you know, you can drink wine and the trains, you know, speeding along at 120 miles an hour, whereas Amtrak just doesn't have the same uh, pull, I guess, is, is the best way for me to describe that. Could you talk about the existing product development for Amtrak, about, you know, routes and about trains? You're obviously closer to that than most people. So what do you hearing and seeing out there right now? Absolutely. Well, well here, here's some good news for all the listeners. Uh, about 62% of our travelers that go on Amtrak vacations will fly either one way or round trip and, and add rail in as, as part of their overall vacation. Uh, in fact, 87% of all of our travelers actually go on long distance uh, overnight iconic journeys. In in general, the Western United States, in particular, the national parks, by far are the most popular. And, and to your point, Jeff, and I've been fortunate as well to travel on many of the different trains, not only in the U.S., but around the world. And um, the best part I can say in my 10 years that I've been on board, you know, now more than ever, you know, there's there's so much more support from the government to really, you know, build up even that much more of, of the actual the trains, the train stations, and really enhancing everything to the next level. But, you know, the the best part that I do feel lucky about, and and for all the listeners out there, so many folks, I will tell you, that travel with Amtrak vacations, it really is more of a true vacation. And many of them do not like to fly. So Mm -hmm. if any listeners out there, if this relates to each and every one of you, they don't like to fly. uh, They don't feel like driving. Maybe they don't feel like being on a, a, a 40 or 50 passenger motor coach bus and they just want to be able to get up, walk around, go sit in the observation car, have dinner, you know, inside the dining area. Uh, it really is a nice way to experience that. And we often hear a lot of times people are traveling on our, on our trips because they're celebrating a special anniversary or they're celebrating a special um, birthday and they, and they want to be able to travel all together and have uh, also have lots of good leg room as well uh, while on board the train. Okay. Um, has there been any conversation? Obviously there's a lot of, you know, rebuild back better funding that's going from the government and Amtrak being a sort of quasi government um, uh, facility. Any talk about new train development or upgrades to fleets? Yes, absolutely. In fact, last year I actually uh, flew out to Chicago and was uh, shown firsthand of some of the new equipment that they're going to be bringing out throughout many of the different routes in the United States. So basically enhanced uh, interior decor on board the train, enhance um, even uh, menu items uh, on board for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Really just uh, kind of just upgrading everything to the next level. Realistically, it's probably going to be in the next three to five years. It's, it's, a, it's more of a little longer term project. But just knowing that, hey, this is this is now become more top priority and it is on the it's on the on the list to, to happen. So it's not if it's when. And they also have talked about uh, bringing into many uh, new routes uh, that haven't officially been announced yet. I do know uh, they've talked about even bringing another uh, a higher speed train, even faster than the Acela 
being in the Northeast corridor from Boston down to DC, that's also uh, something else in the works as well. So, you know, you're going to see more and more. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good time to be on board with Amtrak vacations. Nice, nice. Well, and, and you mentioned high-speed rail. And, you know, every now and then you see a news report or there's talk of we're going to develop a high-speed rail line that just happened in California. And I know that that fell apart for funding reasons. Um, is there a future of high-speed rail across the United States? And if so, what does that look like? It's a great question. I, I wish I could say yes, but the answer is, as far as high-speed rail, not as of yet. You know, right, right now, the, the focus is more on just enhancing the equipment, enhancing the train stations, building new routes, you know, and, and really bringing together some of those even smaller rural, you know, uh, cities or, or communities that may not have that currently to bring that to them. So there's other opportunities. And the, and the cool thing is, Jeff, you know, it's funny, as, you, as you're asking me, you just reminded me of something that I think would be fun for your listeners to just even know firsthand. Believe it or not, Amtrak travels to 46 out of the 48 states within the continental USA, with the mm-hmm. exception of South Dakota and Wyoming. Um, just recently, over 33 million people traveled on board Amtrak. So over 33 million people. So I always say if Amtrak was an airline, it would actually be the sixth largest airline in the United States. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. And currently there's over 500 Amtrak train stations in the US where, you know, any of your listeners, they could start or stop or end at. Uh, so again, a lot of, a lot of great options. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea, especially, you know, the preform groups in particular don't necessarily come from the major metropolitan areas. They might be in Lamar's, Iowa, and if they could grab right. a train that's going through, I'm not sure where the closest station is to <laughs> Lamar's, Iowa, but you, you get the point there is that yes. that could save versus having to um, use an alternate means of transportation. So interesting. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, we covered a good, good section of what's going on in America. Talk about what you guys are seeing overseas right now. Um, getting demand, filling trips. What's the, what's the status of that recovery? Absolutely. Well, you know, Europe right now is hot, hot, hot. I mean, in, in interestingly enough, not only is it hot, but we're seeing a, a, a trend that in, in all my years in the industry, and I've been in the industry over 25 years, I don't think I've ever seen more last minute bookings to Europe from folks in the US than I've ever seen. I mean, Hmm. we're getting calls now where folks are looking to travel literally in the next one, two to three months. Now, in saying that, what's cool with both of our brands, any of your listeners, they literally could book to travel as early as today domestically here in the US with Amtrak vacations or with, with rail bookers, they could travel to Alaska as early as this summer or even all the way to Europe or around the world all the way until 2024. But we are seeing um, Europe trending very well um, right now, which okay. is great. Um, are, you, um, are you having difficulty getting space in Europe because of high demand? Great question. Fortunately, we're, we're good because we got great partners in Europe. And the cool thing is with us, we have a range of hotels too, not only in Europe, but anywhere in the, anywhere in the world. Yep. three, four, five star, three, four, five diamond. And what a lot of listeners may not even realize too, but I always like mentioning it. Many of our hotels too, Jeff, they're located city center. So they're downtown purposely near the train stations. Mm. So, so a lot of times folks may wonder, okay, well, how do I get to the train station from my hotel or, or vice versa? Many times they can literally walk to the hotel or it's a short cab ride uh, once they arrive. So 
Um, okay. We a nice range of properties. I, I like that. And, and what's what's a typical Europe trip look like? A uh, number of days? Is it capital cities? Um, you know, kind of kind of walk through what you guys are seeing demand wise. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as an example, our signature tour in Italy, just as an example, Rome, Florence, Venice, right? The three major cities featuring the high-speed train, Trenitalia, which, believe it or not, can go up to 200 miles an hour. So I, funny enough, as you <laughs> were talking about high speed, I, trust me, I'm right there. I, I understand. And it's it, it's an experience in itself. But um, that's a great package, typically two to three nights in each city. Okay. And that's the, that's the other cool thing that I like mentioning when we talk about all of our trips, again, whether it's Amtrak vacations in the, in the lower 48, the continental USA, or rail bookers around the world, um, they're all independent FIT style vacations, flexible independent travel, which also means any of your listeners, if they want to add on extra nights, not only at the beginning or end, they can actually add extra nights in the, in the middle of any of our trips or even add additional stops. So you mentioned Europe, Jeff, and I'll just share this because I think this is another little fun fact. Do you know there's over 26,000 uh, train stations just in Europe? Just in oh, Europe, yeah. 26,000. And what's great with rail bookers is we can bring any of your listeners anywhere that the trains go. And, uh, you know, we talked about how many people traveled on board Amtrak vacations. But just to put it in perspective, right, 33 million people in the U.S. on board Amtrak just recently. Well, in Europe, over one billion with a B, one billion people traveled just this past year. So, um, you know. It's a way of life, right? It's a it way is. of life out there. Yeah, it, it is. And, and aspirationally, you can see how, you know, we would want that here in the U.S., but obviously diff, different environment and, and, yes. and lar- larger distances between um, major cities. I think that that kind of goes into play as well. <clears throat> but we can dream, right? We, we can. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so these would be, um, you know, rail, uh, hotel, um, any guided uh, tour options, or is that something they would secure on their own? It's a great question, Jeff. And I honestly, I'm glad you asked. So typically all of our trips, and and, and again, I'll just go back to Rome, Florence, Venice, right? Mm-hmm. As an example, our trips will range on an average when it comes to Europe, seven to 10 days. Again, they can be longer. They can be a little shorter. Maybe it's an extension onto a river cruise or an ocean cruise where, you know, some of your listeners may want to spend a little extra time in Europe while, while they're there. But um, just to give you an idea, in general, on all of our trips anywhere in the world, typically it's, it's rail. And we can book different categories of service on board the train. So if okay. you want to be in a certain, uh, you know, premium seating or versus just uh, standard class, we have different levels available. We also have a range of hotels, again, from three, four to five star that they can stay in in any of the cities. Uh, we typically include uh, sightseeing tours in the city. So with us, here's a great example of how we differ from, say, your traditional escorted motor coach tour, which is a great way to travel, right? Mm-hmm. Typically on a guided bus tour, an escorted motor coach tour, you know, they'll have a lot, you know, already pre-arranged, pre-included from, you know, I always mention, you know, from six to eight in the morning, it's breakfast, from eight to 12, it's sightseeing, from 12 to two, it's lunch, from two to five, it's more sightseeing, from five to seven, it's dinner, from 7 p.m. on, there's an evening activity. And that's, most days on a guided escorted tour. And there are so many listeners who love that style structured type of tour. What we do is really a blend of both. On certain days, especially in any of the cities, we include anywhere from a half a day to a full day guided tour, but it's with the local tour guide, given your, you know what I mean? Your Your list is that local flavor, but here's the other best part that I like. Well, guess what? If it's a half a day tour, 
in the afternoon that same day, they may have time at leisure. So they can go back, visit any of the museums they would like to, maybe do like I like to, um, and maybe you might as well, Jeff, go into, go into some of those outdoor cafes, especially in Italy, right? Sitting outside, listen to the yeah. people <laughs> as they're talking, have a cup of cappuccino, whatever, right? So Well, like, I, I like that because yeah, people are, whether you're traveling with a group or not, um, generally they're more independent and they have specific interests. They may like art or they may you know, like coffee or they may want to go see local sports stadiums, but giving them the ability to do that so they don't have regrets. I think that's one of the, the, the changes right. that's happening in the group travel market is that, you know, traditionally, and you and I, you know, grew up in the escorted tour market, those people didn't know how to travel. They wouldn't right. know, you know, how to get from one place to the other or how to check themselves into a hotel or what to see and do. And that's just not the case anymore. So you don't want somebody leaving a city with regrets. So give them some right. time to do that. Give them that's some time right. to on their own. So. Absolutely. And, and, you know, even to add to that point, we even find too, Jeff, um, not only are uh, we seeing many, many folks extending either before or after a river cruise, but even onto exactly your point, some of those great escorted tours where, you know, they may, they may be in a particular city one or two nights, but they want to see more of, let's say, Switzerland before or after their Italy trip. And they may want to do it a little more independently. So um, that's the beauty. Our trips can be combined. They can be a component, a part of an overall larger trip. Uh, internationally as well. So yeah, let's dive into that a little bit more because I know that groups love river cruises. So mm -hmm. do you have existing relationships with river cruise lines or how, if they want to go, I won't even mention a brand. I don't want to make somebody, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a lot of good ones out there, folks. Yep, yep. Uh, so, you know, they want to go on a European river cruise, but then add this rail component. How did they connect the dots on that? Uh, I'll tell you exactly, you know, and, and interestingly enough, Jeff, you know, as, as you and I, of course, both come from the escorted world, there was a portion of even my own career after the escorted uh, tours and before uh, with Amtrak Vacations and Rail Bookers, where I spent time at one of the major cruise lines out there, fantastic cruise company. And when I was at the cruise company, our focus, as it is for most cruise companies, of course, is the onboard amenities. It's the the great ports of call. Um, it, it's just, you know, everything and anything, the cuisine on board, right? Well, many cruise lines may offer, or sh shall I say, most do offer some type of uh, extension, either before or after. And typically, it's normally in the port where they either sail out of or they arrive in, right? Mm -hmm. This is where we come in, right? Because we can take them to and from the port cities where they can start or where they end in a port because many of the train stations are located right there at the ports, right? But the beautiful thing is we go way beyond the port city. So they're not confined to just one area. As I mentioned earlier, any of our trips can also be customized or personalized. Most cruise lines don't typically give that flexibility to do that. Or if they do, there's some type of additional surcharge that's added onto that. We actually don't charge a penny extra. We can take them way beyond the port city. They can experience multiple trains, multiple countries, stay in multiple hotels. Uh, and it's really, it's really huge for us. In fact, just to give you an idea, Jeff, 30%, literally 3-0, 30% of all our business with rail bookers is actually extensions onto river and ocean cruises, hmm. in particular in Europe. Uh, as well as even some of the escorted tours that yeah, we mentioned earlier. I, I, I immediately gravitated towards the river cruises, but you think about inventory on, you know, Carnival and Costa and the Med and, and what they're bringing in their number of guest-wise. Um, just by sheer volume, I could see that being a huge business opportunity for you guys. 
Yeah, it is. It is. So, you know, very, very grateful for that. Um, so one, one question that uh, has been sort of in the back of my mind as we started this, um, luxury train travel. <clears throat> Most people have never experienced that before. And, and maybe they don't even have a perception of what that is, you know, compared to whether it's a European train system or whether it's something that's here within the U.S. or maybe Rocky Mountaineer. I don't know if you would call that luxury at all, but can you maybe give a couple examples of destinations served and sort of what that experience is like on a, on a luxury rail trip? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, first off, for all your listeners joining us, right? If any of you have ever been on river cruises or you've been on premium ocean cruise lines, or you have been on a Rocky Mountaineer, exactly to your point, Jeff, or, or, or guess what? You have a special anniversary or birthday coming up or many of your, 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 your own travelers do. Well, luxury train trips is the way to go. So I'll give you two examples, Jeff. Um, the first one is our Venice Simplon Orient Express. Right. And of course, many folks are familiar with the words Orient Express. Right. We call it in the tra- in the trade, the travel industry, VSOE, which stands for Venice Simple on Orient Express. And this is this is a train that literally could can start or end in the great city of Venice. It travels through Switzerland. It can go all the way up into Paris and they'll have chances to see some of the great sites. But let me just describe this train for a little bit. All right. This is a five diamond five star train. There's about 174 passengers that fit on board the train. They actually have three restaurants that any of your listeners can uh, visit during the day. Oh, typically, uh, yep, yep. Typically, lunch and dinner. They get to choose wherever they'd like to dine. Uh, breakfast is typically served to them in their cabin suite, uh, which is great. Uh, they do actually have six. Uh, grand suites. Now, those are on request basis. <laughs> I will let everyone know. Those are on request basis. But funny enough, those are always the first ones to sell out. They're the most expensive, but they're the first ones to sell out. Um, all the meals are included while on board. Uh, so it, in many ways, especially for a lot of your listeners, if they've been on cr- those, again, those river cruises, and they like that ambiance and, and, and just atmosphere, train travel is like land cruises, especially luxury uh, trains. Now, uh, any alcoholic beverages, those are available. That would be settled as far as the billing at the end before they disembark. Sure, you know, like, like a get cruise. Off the train. Just like a cruise, exactly. And that's where the similarity. The other cool thing I'll mention about the Venice Simplon Orient Express is not only are there different variations, we got multiple packages that can you know, literally go throughout different parts of Europe or even start in London, uh, where they then travel down uh, to Paris. Um, but also uh, what's neat about the Venice Simple on Orient Express is it has a 1920s, 1930s nostalgic era. So it's actually very common for the men to wear tuxes or suits or the ladies to wear dresses and gowns. Okay. By, yeah, by far one of our most popular. And, and I will say we're seeing a trend now more than ever. Now, those are not last minute bookings, but we are seeing a trend of those luxury trains getting booked, but folks looking to travel in 2023 and even into 2024. Hmm. The other trip I'll highlight is our Belmont Royal Scotsman. Anytime you hear the word Belmont, you know right there, it's automatically, it's luxury. This is a package as an example where um, your listeners, they could start out in London spend a couple nights, go visit Big Ben, right? Uh, you know, get a chance to see the Tower Bridge and so many of the other great sites London has to offer. And then they take the train known as the Caledonian Sleeper, which is an overnight train that brings them up to Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh or Edinburgh, however you pronounce it. And, uh, and then they board the Belmont Royal Scotsman. The cool thing about this train, Jeff, it only fits 
40 passengers. So unlike the Venice Simple on Orient Express, which can fit up to 174, the Belmont Royal Scotsman only fits 40 passengers. And we have single cabins for any of you uh, listeners that are single or solo. There's double cabins. But the cool thing is, this is the fun fact about the Belmont Royal Scotsman. Actually, two. I got two. One, it's the only one of the only trains in the world that actually stops at night. So the people traveling on board get a good night restful sleep before continuing on the next day, right? Because most trains typically travel throughout the night. And the second point is it's an all-inclusive experience once they actually board the train. So not only are all the meals included, but also all the beverages as well, which is really cool. So okay, that's that's unusual. So yep. um, so so two must-dos in Europe. I know um, Asia historically has had some luxury high-speed uh, rail service. How are you seeing activity back in Asia? A little bit slower based on openings and such. Yeah, it is. It is slower, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, you know, we're hopeful that in the next one to two years, we're going to see that market open up because I, I still say to this day, you know, Asia is one of the most fascinating. I mean, in many of the countries within Asia are some of the most fascinating places that I personally have ever been to, uh, but still right now, just a little bit slower. Europe, on the other hand, completely the opposite. Okay. Okay. And, and of all the train trips that you've done, where would you go back to first? I mean, I, you know, for me, I, I always say I love, so Glacier Express, This is one of those iconic trains in Switzerland. By the way, Switzerland is our number one most popular country in all of Europe. If you want to talk about one country, actually, that has some of the most magnificent, beautiful trains literally in one country, it's Switzerland. Sure. But Glacier Express, Jeff, it is about a seven to eight hour train journey, travels through the beautiful uh, snow-capped mountains, the valleys, the countryside. the reason why for me it was such an amazing experience is because we offer the option to upgrade to excellence class. Excellence class is the premium level on board the train. In fact, there's only 20 seats available total, and it's what we call one-by-one seating. So it's two seats that face each other. Okay. The table, table in the middle, it has the big, beautiful glass dome windows above the overhead. Wine is included. Uh, a full course meal is included. Uh, They even have priority boarding. They have their own iPads, as I did, that gives them commentary as they're traveling throughout uh, the heart of Switzerland. Just an awesome, awesome train trip. Definitely a trip of a lifetime. Okay. I've not done Glacier Express. I've been to Switzerland a few times, pound for pound, one of the most beautiful places in the world. So I'll have to put that on my calendar. Awesome. Uh, so as we wrap up here, cause I've, I've taken up quite a bit of your time today. Um, can you provide some tips for group bookings? If you're looking to do a rail journey, so how far out, far in advance do you, do you need to plan? Um, how's the inventory work and, you know, just, just sort of working through the logistics of how this would come together. Absolutely, Jeff. Well, you know, rule of thumb, which I'm sure you say all the time to all the great listeners out there, you know, the sooner the better, right? So the farther out, the better, I should say, right? So obviously you have more time to plan and and be able to, you know, try to get the best accommodations, whether it's on board the train, the hotels and whatnot. The beautiful thing with our model, Jeff, is because we're all independent style rail vacations, FIT, again, flexible independent travel, we can, again, take care of some of those last minute bookings, whether it's domestically here in the U.S. with Amtrak vacations or trips in the next two years. Typically, the way it works is 
we don't hold space. So unlike a traditional guided bus tour, which could hold 20 or 40 spots, we don't hold group space. Do we do groups? We do groups all the time, morning, noon, and night. So what we always suggest is for all the listeners out there, whether you plan your own groups or whether even better, you work through your local travel advisor, is you just let them know where and when you're looking to travel. They then reach out to us, all right? We put it together with the starting from price. It's almost as if any of your listeners would are buying airline tickets. Obviously, if we checked the airline tickets this morning, uh, let's say from Boston to Chicago, it might be $400. But then if I check this afternoon, it could be $430, right? So it's all live pricing. However, once any of your listeners book on any trip and they put a small deposit down, deposits in general with us, they only range usually $100 to $250 per person, just depending on where they're traveling in the world. Once they put the deposit down, we lock in the price. So if the price goes up, we uh, don't charge the additional amount. I always like to mention, though, when it comes to groups, which I know is such a great specialty of yours, Jeff, as long as your listeners know that once you call in or your travel advisor calls in on your behalf, and let's say you book 10 of your friends and family on a trip, and then a week later, you decide to add another two people, right? Well, their price could be a little bit different from the people who booked a week ago, right? Okay. Because again, it's all live pricing. We're not holding any <clears throat> space. So that's always the best advice I give all the listeners out there is decide where you want to go, when you want to go. Then you give us a call or, or have your travel advisor, even better, give us a call. We lock in all the, the dates, the price. We get everyone locked in right there and then. But just know that, again, if you were to add people later, it, the price could fluctuate a little sure. bit because again, it's all live. So yeah. you kind of you need to get your tribe together and say, "This is what we're thinking about doing. This is what it looks like today, and here's your price." But understand that it's going to be flexible based on supply and demand. Um, technically, I guess price could go down or no. You sort of set a baseline of, of where the minimum is. Yeah, typically a baseline, <laughs> and although I, and, I, and I will say now more than ever, especially now more than ever, prices are only going one way, which are right. up. You know, especially now as the demand for travel is back fast and furious, not only it, it's never really left in general uh, in the U.S., but especially internationally. Sure. Now, uh, what about group minimums? Yep. There actually is no minimum. That's the beautiful part, mm. you know, with us, because, again, we're, we're not holding and tying up any space in, 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 in groups, right? Because we don't have a quote unquote group department, but we do groups all the time. It doesn't matter if it's one person, five people, 10, 12, 20. Okay. Yep. It's just, it's all live pricing with the starting from price. But then once you book with the deposit, that's when we lock in everyone and we try to get everyone all together right there. And then same price, same departure. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I think I've exhausted my questions. Um, open it up to you. Anything that you um, want to get across, something get off your chest, Jim, or have, have we uh, clicked it all off? <laughs> you, you know, I have to say, Jeff, I think you have done a fantastic job. I guess if there's one more little plug that I could just mention to all the great listeners out there, Alaska, Alaska by rail, maybe versus sale, maybe in addition to sale. And if you do want to see more of the great state of Alaska. I think I was I was reading something recently, Jeff. One out of every ten residents in Alaska actually has his or her own pilot's license, which just amazes me, right? You know, just shows <laughs> you how how large of a state it is. But that is a destination. Uh, we call that area the gift that keeps on giving, and the reason is there's so many folks out there that are experiencing Alaska by rail 
uh, in addition to sale or versus sale. So we can help you with that area as well. Well, I'll, I'll give you even a plug for that is having done the Alaska cruise before. It's beautiful. It's, 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 it's a great yep. vacation. Um, you don't see the real Alaska though. Once you get on that train going up from Anchorage to Denali and the entire interior of Alaska opens up to you and you can see the vastness and the diversity of the landscape, that's when your jaw just will not close again. So yeah, if you've done the cruise, you got to do the extension at least up to Denali. I know they've got, you know, different routes and such they do, um, but boy, oh boy, that was a definitely a trip, a trip of a lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, more than anything, sincerely, thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest speaker here today. And uh, I, I encourage all of your listeners out there to pick up that phone, especially if they or any of their friends or family, if they don't like to fly or don't, or don't feel like driving, that's Amtrak Vacations. If they want to see more of the world and they don't want to have to worry about being on the other side of the road driving or being in a motor coach and want something different or travel the way local Europeans do, then then we got you covered uh, out there as well. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, appreciate your time today and um, we'll certainly keep in touch. Uh, Good luck to you in uh, the rest of 2022 and uh, good to talk to somebody on the sunny side of the travel business the last couple of years. So congratulations on your success. Thank you so much. Bye-bye everybody. Get paid to travel the world with friends and family as the leader of your very own travel tribe. This book by travel industry publisher Jeff Gader will show you how. Order your copy of Traveling Tribes at leisuregrouptravel.com or at Amazon. Type in keyword Traveling Tribe.